Welcome to the Tash Show Podcast. There's a website called Seeking Arrangement. This helps um, sugar daddies find sugar babies at universities across Canada. Number one with the most sugar babies, University of Toronto. Number two, University of Western Ontario. And to learn more, we are speaking with Kimberly Delacruz. She is with Seeking Arrangement. Western University is 777 sugar babies have signed up for this uh, this service. University of Toronto, 1,158 students are looking for sugar daddies. What are the arrangements like? What is the what's the contract between these two people? Because you, you've got older men giving young women money. What is the expectation from that relationship? Um, it's not as black and white as that. And there's no typical arrangement. There's all different kinds of arrangements and there's certainly no contract. Um, so these are uh, these are just regular relationships. Um, but oftentimes between somebody who earns a little bit more than the other person. Um, uh-huh. And so the person who's the lesser earner um, just gets some financial benefits out of the relationship because um, they're with someone who's a little bit more successful financially. Um, but oftentimes, like, perks include travel, um, getting your tuition paid, nice dinners, things like that. Yeah, it makes sense that University of Toronto would be number one. It's pretty expensive to live live in the city, and uh, it would be you know an option, I guess, for some women if they had bills to pay. Yeah, and I think what we're seeing too in society is that women just want to date better guys. So whether you're in a big city or a small city. Um, there doesn't have to be necessarily a financial factor to it. It's just that we want to date better guys. And so you want to come to a site like this where you can meet people who are successful and who already have kind of their life together um, instead of the typical guy you're going to meet on like Tinder or something like that. When the sugar babies sign up looking for the sugar daddies, do they, can they, is it, I'm assuming you can put in like an age range and stuff like that. So it's, you're not getting like 85 year old men creeping on you if that's not what you're into no that's such a common misconception i mean we know we know that that exists but no um this is just like any other dating site you fill out a profile about yourself and then you put in your parameters of what it is that you're looking for is one of the parameters a salary is that an option that is an option isn't that okay (laughs) but does the sugar baby have to put in her salary as well um, she can, but it's all self-reporting. The, the sugar daddies don't have to report their salaries either. So right. it's mm. just if you want to. What about the negativity surrounding this? Obviously, there's a taboo when it comes to sugar daddies and stuff like that. D- is there negativity saying this is degrading for women? Yeah, you know, we get that all the time. And my argument to that is that um, it's kind of the opposite. I think it's empowering to women to be dating guys who are executives and who can fly them places and who, you know, can offer them a better life than they um, have on their own. And I think expanding your dating pool to include guys like that, like, how is that negative? I think, wouldn't you want to date, like, um, a successful man instead of somebody who kind of, like, was still working on it? Like, I think it's empowering. I think it's the opposite of that. Uh, Part of the problem, I think, is the term sugar baby. It it, it creeps me out. It should be um, sugar dependent. (laughs) <laughs> like when you're filling out a tax form. 
<laughs> you know, what I always say about this is, like, sugar baby is a term that, like, society has kind of ruined. But, like, if you ask anybody in the community, like, if they are okay with that term, we all are because we know what it means. Like, it means something very different to us than I think it does on the outside. So we actually talked about changing our name of our members from sugar babies to something else. And they were like, why? That's what we are. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just how you look at it. Uh, don't sign up for this service at the university that your daughter goes to because how awkward would it be if the two of you matched? <laughs> that is phenomenal advice. <laughs> it would not be. It would not. And then you'd be like, honey, if you needed some help with your rent, I could have chipped in. <laughs> yeah, so this is, I am going to be, I'm going to be the best father I can be so my daughter does not have daddy issues or financial issues when she goes to university. <laughs> Thank you so much, Kimberly Dela Cruz, for joining us. And if people are interested in finding out more, seekingarrangement.com is the website. Jay, you wanted to make a comment. Yeah, I, I Kimber, Kimberly was her name. I'm sorry, I thought it was Ashley Madison. Uh, regardless, <laughs> I was just uh, a little bit, uh, a little bit surprised that she commented that uh, you know it's like-minded people looking for like-minded people, and and I don't see how an executive who could be in his late 30s, 40s, 50s, etc., is as like-minded as a university student. Albeit, there, I'm sure there's certain cases where that may be the. Oh God! Possible. Can you like think about? I'm 42, and I can't imagine going on a date with a 19-year-old and trying to enjoy a conversation. Right. I'm 46 years old. Uh, I I have a son in his mid-20s. You know, I mean, I can't imagine the maturity level, I think. uh, Well, I mean... Do we not all know exactly what this website is for? That's why I'm saying... Yeah. Her name name was Ashley Madison, is that? (laughs) Thanks, Jay. It's one of those that, yeah, she's saying it's for dating. We all know that it's not really for real. It's, it's, it want to be Instagram influencers hanging out with rich guys. So they have an exotic backdrop to post pictures about going on trips yeah. or fancy restaurants. The guys want something out of the relationship and the girls want something out of the relationship in that way. I agree. They're like-minded. Hey, it's Taz and Jim. Hey, I'm just calling about that seeking arrangement thing you were just talking about. Yeah. Sugar babies. Your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Well, when we, uh, when my friend and I were younger, we lived together and we used that site. Um, and we would just accompany men on business trips to their dinners. And we used to make like 600 bucks a week. Come on. You were a I sugar know. baby. Yeah. For a couple of years, we did it. And we had a routine where we'd pick each other up. And yeah, it was, uh, we made some, we made some good cash. <laughs> did you have sex with them? No. There was, I, there's definitely like different areas of the site, but all we did was, um, it was just men who were in town and wanted somebody to like arm candy for their dinner. Wow. Mm. Were, were yeah. they gross old men or? Yeah, most of them. Yeah, but they, would they <laughs> so would they ever try to cross, like I would assume 75% of them would try to take it to the next step. And I'm assuming you'd have to shut them down. Like if I was paying somebody, <laughs> I've never paid somebody to hang out with me. So, but I would assume there'd be something well, everyone's else Everyone's paying for it in one way or another, right? But did you have to shut down these guys? Like they thought there was a, something else involved? You know what? You would be surprised how many are just so lonely and they just want some kind of female interaction to listen to them. And a lot of the times they're just complaining about their wife and we had rules not to ever say anything bad about their wife, just to listen. And that's honestly, a lot of the time, they just wanted companionship. Like, I kid you not. Um, But I bet if you tried to touch their penis, they wouldn't have said no. (laughs) 
Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure some of the people do that. <laughs> I'm just looking for a woman who's a good listener. But if she tries to touch my penis, I won't say no. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that goes on quite a lot on that site. Okay, well, it's nice to hear from an actual sugar baby. Yep, <laughs> retired. Retired, <laughs> former, former sugar baby. A story out of Ottawa, Beer League Hockey. One player uh, has been ordered to pay $700,000 to another player who he hit. Um, the guy who got hit suffered some injuries, bonked his head off the ice, and a judge found that uh, the guy intentionally hit the other guy, and he's liable for what happened, even though it was during a game, and you assume some risk when you get out there to play hockey. It's nerve-wracking. It's got to be. If you play beer league, you start thinking about this. Could have to pay $700,000 to another guy if you make the wrong move out there. What do you think? Hey, it's Taz and Jim. I think that's kind of stupid because if you know you're playing hockey, you're going to get hurt because that's part of the game. Like, yeah, it came off the wrong way, but, like, you're going to get hit. You're going to get body checked. Not like we're kids playing in no touch league anymore. Once you're an adult, right? But you don't expect to get hit from behind or completely blindsided or hit just for the sake of being hit. Exactly, but like if you got the puck, you're going to be hit. <laughs> it does it say in the article, Dev, whether or not he even had the puck? I did not say in the article. I would assume that if he didn't have the puck, it would be a much bigger him. part of the story. Like if it would like off the puck hit, so then the puck be must even... have been in the vicinity of this yeah. guy. It's just what kind of precedent is this set? Like now, every time somebody gets injured in a beer league, somebody's accountable. Imagine having to pay somebody seven hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, I don't think you can get insurance for that. I don't think you can get beer league hockey insurance. <laughs> like that would honestly take you your whole life to pay somebody off because of um, well, for us it would. Who knows how but much money this guy Canadian, has? Though, it would. Yeah, right. Yeah, like, it's a lot of money. It is. It's not worth it, but at the same time, it's part of the game. Well, like, how crucial like, is hitting to the game for beer league? Like you're just out there to have fun, right? But I would rather yeah. go to jail for a year than pay somebody back seven hundred thousand dollars. No kidding. No, seriously though. Than, uh, like depending on the jail. jail. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> White collar minimum security. All the good. You're jail. not a risk. I, I'd rather go to summer camp for for yeah. a year <laughs> than like right? the jail. <laughs> Your Hunter, I'd like to plead guilty and throw myself at the mercy of the court as long as you're going to send me to good jail. <laughs> Exactly, right? Like that jailhouse rock? Where'd that happen? <laughs> <laughs> jailhouse rock. Tim's just swinging his hips in his blue denim. <laughs> One through a party in the county jail. Hey, go ahead. It's Taz and Jim. Hey, uh, talking about that beer league hockey. Yeah. I'm glad that guy's liable. I've been to watch some beer league hockey, and you see these guys go out. They're in their 20s to 30s or 40s or whatever, and they go out like it's the NHL and it's the, you know, the Stanley Cup playoffs hitting and stuff and getting all angry and getting way too into it. Take it down a notch. It's beer league. I agree, but, I mean, almost a million dollars. I mean, there's things things also happen. Medical collisions collisions happen. Knows? He wasn't covered. He was playing beer league hockey. Maybe he's got a bunch of medical bills. There's a lot of stuff aftercare that it costs a lot of money. Well, I'm, not, the I'm not doubting he's a victim. The judge decided we don't have a video, so we don't really know exactly what happened, but obviously the judge felt there was enough evidence yep. that it was an intentional blindside hit or she wouldn't have uh, found him responsible, right? 
maybe it'll make a lot of these guys check themselves before they go out there, take stock of how they play. Check yourself before, before you, you check someone. someone else. Well, that would work, too. <laughs> Were you going to say before you wreck yourself? I did, yeah. yeah. I did. <laughs> Thank you. No problem. Check yourself before you wreck yourself financially. <laughs> What's the deal with the uh, new Tim Hortons lids? Why does everybody hate the new Tim Hortons lids? I like them personally, but a lot of people think that they leak too much. Like, there's videos that went around the internet were around, like, the seal where the top of the cup meets the lid that uh, coffee would drip out of there occasionally. Uh-huh. Uh, sometimes it'll leak out the top, too, and there's that indented Canadian uh, leaf, uh, maple leaf on the top, and that will hold... Coffee, coffee and coagulate reservoir. in there, yeah, yeah. People but, hating them, but like the old lids, they used to leak all the time too. They didn't have a tight seal where the mouth part would where it would open up. I I didn't really like those old ones. Yeah, it, it seems though people want the old lids. They're going crazy for the old lids, and uh, just a little proof of that here. I was scrolling through my Instagram feed earlier in the week, and this ad popped up. It's for a uh, place called Rick's Auctions, and it's a picture of uh, just a couple stacks of old Tim Hortons lids. Hmm. The ad reads, for auction, January 22nd, 2020. Old school Tim Hortons lids. This is a brand new sleeve, approximately 120 lids. Hashtag Tim Hortons lid problems. Hashtag Tim Horton's lids are the worst at Justin Bieber. Why Bieber? Bieber was complaining about the new lids. Huh. Bieber was complaining about them. <laughs> I'm surprised. I'm surprised he drinks Tim Horton's coffee. I know he's Canadian. We all have it in our blood, but like. He I thought he'd be going fancy, fancy pants. $12 coffee type of guy. Well, here, I've got the number for Anna at Rick's Auctions here. Hello. Hi, Anna. It's Taz and Jim. We're live on the radio. Uh, hello. <laughs> hey. Uh, so how many people uh, have been calling or, or messaging you guys about this this auction for a sleeve of Tim Horton's lids? Yeah, you know, we've got a, a bunch of interest for it. Um, a few registrations for our auction. Lots of people are interested. There's a couple of people from Newfoundland that gave us a call and want to know if we were serious. So <laughs> If you were we serious. Are. You're re- you're really auctioning off this sleeve of old Tim Hortons lids. Absolutely, yep. Where did they come from? Um, well, we used to have a hot dog stand at our live auction, and somewhere along the way, somebody sold us a case of um, Tim Hortons coffee cups and lids for a hot dog stand. That's what we served our coffee in. Mm-hmm. And then um, we haven't had a hot dog stand in over a year, and I was cleaning up the shop the other day, and come across these lids and remembering the Justin Bieber story about how everybody was complaining about lids. I thought, well, give it a try. Yeah. You guys at Rick's auctions is out in Alberta, right? That's right. Yeah. We're in Calgary. So what a, like how Canadian can you get? You got people out East, like the other side of the country, the, 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 the new lids, the new Tim Horton lids, the hatred forum has brought the entire country together. <laughs> Yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, I think we've become a little bit divided over Tim Horton's coffee lately. Everybody says the quality's been going down, but these lids have really rallied us back together. So essentially, I guess the idea is somebody's going to buy these lids, keep a sleeve in their car, go through the drive-thru, order a coffee, then swap the lids every morning? 
I guess so. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's a dedication to the lid. And you decided that it was better to sell the lids together as a 120 lid lot instead of selling them individually. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I mean, we didn't think there would be much interest at all. I thought it was just it would be a really funny ad campaign for us. Maybe just get some interest for the auction in general. So, yeah. I mean, we thought if we got $20 for the whole sleeve, we'd be laughing. What is bidding going to start at then? $2.50. Love it. Good luck, Anna. Thank you very much. Is it wine? Or sex move? It's a good move. You're not kidding. It's a good move. Wine or sex move? Our contestant is John. Hey, John. Hey. So Jim is going to give you the name of something. It's either a uh, a name of a bottle of wine or it is a uh, a fancy way to impress your partner in the bedroom, okay? Okay. You guess which is which enough and you're walking away with a prize. Jim, what is the first wine or sex move? Okay, wine or sex move number 1. Oops. That's it. Oops. Oops, exclamation mark. That was my signature sex move from age 17 to 25. Don't don't get it. Oops, confused with sorry about that. (laughs) Bottle of wine. You are correct. It is a wine. The name actually originates from the fact that they mislabeled the grape type for such a long time. They decided to call it oops after so many years. (laughs) Okay, next one is uh, don't worry. It happens to a lot of guys. (laughs) Sex move or bottle of wine? Next up here, wine or sex move? Mermaid. Uh, We'll go sex move. Yes, mermaid is with your uh, ladies back on the table, legs together, straight up in the air. Like a mermaid. Like a mermaid. They can't move their legs. Uh, Number three here, is it a wine or sex move? Uh, Mommy's time out. Uh, we'll go bottle of wine. You are correct. <laughs> Mommy's timeout is made from a blend of Pinot Grigio and Gorgonaga from the vineyards. Sorry, what was that? What was that second Gargan- grape? Gorgonaga. Okay. I have no idea. From the vineyards of northeastern Italy. Milf's timeout. Definitely a sex move. <laughs> <laughs> Number four here. Wine or sex move? Ninety nine. Yeah, uh, sex move. You are correct. 99 what? is a sex move. It's basically 69, but Wayne Gretzky has to be watching. <laughs> I don't know. I, I figured that would have been one of the bottles of wine at uh, Gretzky's winery there in Niagara. There's yeah, got to be his a whiskey, 99. I think, might be called 99. Yeah, there's got to be a 99 wine, too. What is What is really a 99? That's it. Wayne Gre- it's 69, but Wayne Gretzky has to be watching in the corner of the bedroom. <laughs> I don't know who's pulled it off, but somebody must have or it wouldn't have a point, name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I bet it was Joe Sackick. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay, number five here. Can you get this one right? Chateau de Ars. Wine or sex move? Chateau de Ars. It does not sound delightful either way. <laughs> Sex move. I'm sorry, it is a wine, but it kind of sounds like, you know, some people's sex life. Chateau de Ars is described as having a chunky frame and weight. Oh, no. With a rich, quick finish. <laughs> 
Now, if my French serves me correctly, uh, the translation on that is house of arse. Yes, you would be correct. <laughs> I'm getting hints of arse in this bottle. Mm, uh, berries, oak, and what's that? What's that other flavor? Mm, a subtle sting of arse, like licking a battery. <laughs> Is that it? <laughs> That's it. That's, That's it. it. He won. All right. You, you won. won. Congratulations. That's the Taz Show podcast. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And remember, you can tune in on the radio, 95.9 on the uh, dial in the London area. That's FM 96 or FM 96.com.